Welcome, it's About Town Dev and Amber Hale, leading with love as always. I am in LA, California. I've been in Palm Desert and Burbank. And Amber, where have you been? I've been in Costa Rica. <laughs> so we want you to stay tuned because we're going to be talking about travel, about experiencing new things and creating new stories. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The silver mines There's a kind-hearted woman She's looking so fine Always taking care of her community Bringing folks together Is her cup of tea She's out on the road And all over the web With a big smiling heart It's About Town Deb Welcome, it's About Town Deb And Amber Hill Amber is always she leads with love I am actually leading with travel this week Because I am in love Angeles, California right now. I've been in Palm Desert, been in Burbank, going back to Burbank, and then I'm coming back to Reno. And Amber, where have you been? Um, well, mainly I've been in Costa Rica <laughs> visiting my best friend, but I was uh, I was in a few other little spots too, just on the way there, trying to get there. I had a 15-hour layover in the Mexico City airport. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear about that. So I'm going to start with a quote and then I'm going to thank our sponsors because the quote kind of goes with what we both just were talking about. Mm. Life is meant for good friends and great adventures. Oh, See? Yes. You, I, I didn't even know you were going to say that. So I love when that happens. So we want to thank Surratt Law, Crystal Basin Sellers. We also want to thank Musicians Rehearsal Center, Angel Phoenix Media and Rehearsal Rehearsal Center is in Sparks, Nevada, where Amber and I normally are recording, but we are honestly, when we say keeping it real, leading with love, honestly, I am using my phone. I had to write my notes just for fun. I'm using this for a light. I know, and I have the phone up on a cat food thing with another thing. So, and I have a chair here to keep me from moving. The show must go on. So um, we are ready to start the show officially now. So Amber, where do you want to start us on the adventure today? Um, well, I mean, I'll start you off with my 15-hour layover in Mexico City. Yes. Um, as um, a, an avid traveler, um, I like cheap flight tickets. <laughs> okay. Sometimes when you get a cheap ticket, you, uh, you know, you got to bite the bullet a little bit. Um, so yeah, I ended up having a 15 hour layover in Mexico city. Um, and you know, I've done the whole sleep in the airport thing before. Like, it's all good. Like I'm young, I can handle it, but there was literally construction at like two in the morning in the airport. It was terrible. <laughs> so you couldn't sleep. No, couldn't sleep. What I couldn't sleep at all. So I was definitely exhausted the next day. Finally made it to my destination in uh, Costa Rica. Like I said, I was visiting my best friend, um, and it was worth it. It was def definitely worth it. But I think my, my trip back was actually, um, much, much more rough. I, I lost my wallet while I was in Costa Rica, like two days before. Oh, I no. Amber, how do you get on an airplane? Oh, you had your passport maybe? Um, my wallet actually in the, uh, ended up getting returned to me. Yeah. Are good people. Yeah. So what happened was um, I had taken a taxi. It was like a, one of those decisions that you make while traveling. Like, am I actually going to do this? So I ended up um, paying an outrageous amount of money 
for someone to drive me two hours to my next destination. And um, they had to drive back because like, that's where they were from. So I had to pull out cash from an ATM in the little town that I was in to give to the taxi driver. And in the midst of that happening, I dropped my wallet like in the taxi and I didn't realize it until like 11 o'clock that night when I had got home. So my friend who speaks Spanish called the taxi man for me and told him what happened. He found my wallet in his back seat. Um, he dropped it off at the hostel that I was staying at. And then one of my tour guides who like got, guided me through a, tr- a trek in the jungle was um, coming near the town that I was staying in. And he drove 30 minutes out of his way to drop it off to me at the airport literally an hour and a half before my flight. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that, you know what? That gives me faith in mankind. No, it was, it was literally like a procession of people of just good people. Like from wow. my cab driver to the people at the hostel to like my tour guide, like all amazing. I, I'm, I, it was I think it was meant to happen. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean to show goodwill or yeah, for patience? Like, look at all, all these. these uh, yeah, look at all of these great people like who who really helped me out because I would have been screwed. Well, you wouldn't have been on a plane. No, I know. Right? No, no. <laughs> so, what what would you have done? I mean, honestly. So, when the situation happens, I wonder what people actually do if you lose your passport or wallet. Yeah, is that I've not. I don't I've know. No clue. Probably just go to the airport and be like, "Help, help, help me! I what do I do?" I would be. I would be. Hey Siri, what do I do when I lose my wallet and I'm traveling? And I'd be calling my cousin Lucy, crying like, "Help!" I, I felt. I felt like a newbie. I was like, "I know how to travel. This is ridiculous." <laughs> Well, you travel a lot for your young age, my friend. Right. And I love that. I, I love that it seems like um, our young adults from like 18 to 30 are traveling way sooner than I would have never thought of traveling. Even at well, I did go to Hawaii when I was 17 for graduation, but that was my big adventure. And I went with three girlfriends. So, you, my friend, get brave and you book a trip and you'll just go by yourself. You know what? I actually have more, I have more, I wanna build on what you just said because I made an observation on this most recent trip that I wanna share, but I believe that we're gonna be going into a break right now. Okay, we'll be right back, Devin and. Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law Practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. 
You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It's About Town Deb, Amber. And Amber was chatting about traveling, and I was asking her about, she's so brave to travel solo, but this time she did travel to go see her best friend. So I find that so cool that she just does these things. I want to be like Amber. So can you tell me how to be like you, Amber? Jeez. Well, you know, it, it's, I think it's a, it's a group effort with, there's many, many, many little facets that you have to, that you have to kind of get through, like, you know, coming out of your comfort zone. That's one. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about yes, that. Later. But you had mentioned before that, that you never really thought about traveling until like you were older. Um, and so this past trip to Costa Rica, yeah, I went to visit my best friend. Um, her name's Tiff. She is studying at the university, um, in, uh, Heredia, Costa Rica. So that's why I was there. And, um, I did take some time to kind of go be off on my own. Um, I, uh, went to, uh, La Fortuna and did, um, a trek in the jungle and swam in a waterfall and it was amazing. Um, but I, uh, one of my favorite parts about traveling is like, and, you know, staying in hostels and all of that is meeting other travelers. Um, yeah. and I actually, um, met quite a, quite a few people from Europe, which like I've backpacked Europe as well. Um, and I, I had a conversation with a gentleman who was, well, he was 19. He was even younger. He was younger than me. He was, he, I, when I did my first solo trip, I was 19 and, um, you know, we uh, started chatting and I said, like, why are you here? Like, what made you want to come here? Where have you been? And, um, when he, uh, when he graduated, he just had saved up a bunch of money to go and literally tour the world. And I have met so many people, so many young people from Europe who do this. And it's like, it's what it's, it's the amount of people who do this from other countries compared to the United States is absolutely insane. Like I was having a conversation with him about how like none of my friends who I graduated high school with, would go and do something like this. They would never like, like, you know, travel or want to go like on a backpacking trip. Whereas like Europeans, like that is something that is incorporated into their lives. Like that their parents did their parents like went and traveled um, when they were like, you know, in their twenties and it's so much more common. And he said like, yeah, everybody that I've gone to school with has like done traveling after primary school. And I just think it's so interesting that that's not a bigger part of the American culture. And he thought it was strange. Like me saying that, like me traveling um, abroad at like a young age is something that, you know, not as many people from our culture do. Well, that's true. Like, like I said, I mean, I went with girlfriends and it's all, it was always our graduation trip. You know, you, you know, you go with your friends, you save up and usually you go to Hawaii. That's kind of the place to go. Cause I, at the time I was in actually in, in Burbank and I have amazing memories of that. And for us, we went 
just us four girls. And that was like a big deal to our parents for us at 17 to get on a plane and go to Hawaii. That was like, and back then Hawaii was a lot smaller, but mm -hmm. we went to Maui and we just thought we were so cool. We were dancing all night. You were cool. Beach. I was cool. I don't know. I was a little dorky, but, um, but I feel like now I wish, and I, it's on my bucket list. I would love to, I don't know whether it'll happen. I'm keeping it real here, but I would love to pick a spot, maybe start out smaller, like maybe somewhere more locally like <laughs> and go by myself stateside and go by myself get i mean i can get on my plane and i could go to burbank or palm springs because i know i'm gonna get picked my cousin picks me up or my aunt picks me up or my mm -hmm. friends pick me and they drive me all over town i don't even drive when i'm here i'm afraid to drive in the traffic i can't imagine what i would do i'd have to get a driver wherever i was at i would be ubering it the whole time and afraid i don't know public transportation you, you got buses you got trains but how do you know, like, what bus or train to get on? Like, no, I, there, in Costa Rica, you, literally, if it wasn't for this girl at the bus station on the side of the freeway in San Jose, <laughs> Costa Rica, I wouldn't have known what bus to get on. Like, she spoke, she spoke great English. I don't speak Spanish. They speak Spanish there. And if it wasn't for her, her name was Alba. We are now friends. Bless Alba. <laughs> I wouldn't have known what bus to get on. So what would have happened if she wouldn't have been there? What would you have done? Mm. Just got on and see where it took you? Or Probably, train? yeah. You would. I, I, I would be like, I don't know what I'd be doing. I would be afraid. <laughs> no, you do it. You I are just, afraid. You are afraid and you do it afraid. <laughs> so as we been traveling and meeting people, was there ever a time you felt like, oh, I just made a bad decision by connecting? You know, I don't know if they told me the right way to go. Did you always have the confidence knowing that you, the right person told you where to go at the right time? No, I definitely, um, this past trip, I actually had two very emotional moments where I completely broke down crying because I was Aww. scared and didn't know, like, my, my plans weren't happening. My plans weren't happening as I wanted them to. And that's kind of something that I wanted to talk about today is like the things that we learn while traveling. And one of those things that, that we learn while traveling is, I think, to be more patient and kind of forget the plan. Sometimes the plan's not going to work. A lot of the times the plan's not going to work. And the bus that you were supposed to get on went by you at 70 miles per hour on the freeway. And now you don't know what to do. So what do you do? You talk to the person standing next to you and you figure that shit out. Yeah. Please excuse me. Keeping it real. <laughs> no, it's okay. Honestly, but I, I feel that way. Like when I go to the wine country with Georgia, or I go somewhere, usually with Georgia and I are doing a trip, we'll take a wrong turn or we'll do, we'll end up somewhere we didn't think we're going to end up. And we always meet somebody really cool. And we always yes. end up feeling like, wow. It's like, I'm so glad that we took that wrong turn because now we met this person and they shared their story. They told us where to go, but you know, got a new restaurant, went to a local place we wouldn't have found. So I agree with you. And I know that like George and I always say that, like when we're traveling, it's okay. We're like, it's okay. If we don't make it there tonight, we make it tomorrow night. We're just going to go with the flow. And it never fails when we go with the flow and we don't like buck the system and get all like, oh my gosh, we always have a better time. And we always say, it's okay. If they can't go or the bus does, well, no buses for me, but you know, if, if, if we can't get a reservation where we're going to stay, we stay somewhere else and it never fails. 
So I totally understand that. I would just rather have those things happen in my local community, my local state. Right. Yeah, totally. I mean, something else that I feel like that travel teaches us, which I'm like, if I'm, I've never been addicted. I don't have an addictive personality. I can say that I've, I don't think I've ever been addicted to something in my life except for travel. That feeling that, that pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and, you know, experience, experiencing those things that are on the other side of fear when you do it scared and you overcome it and you leave your comfort zone, I think that is just the best. <laughs> so I just hearing you say that, I, I can't breathe. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I get it. I totally get it. But you're, you get out of your comfort zone, comfort zone even when you're by yourself. Yeah. See, I, I can get out of my comfort zone if I'm in a safe space where I know people or mm -hmm. somebody's with me. But I don't know if I've ever got outside my comfort zone by myself, ever. Like from the time I was 18, I was married at 18. So I was always, I was never really alone. I never like lived alone. I always, right. anyway. Yeah, traveling, uh, solo travel um, is honestly, I, I think everybody should do it because you really learn a lot about yourself and you, how, how you say that you have like th those, those emotions and experiences that you were just describing when you are on your own, you kind of start to realize like, it's not, it's not a bad thing to be alone. And you start having thoughts that I think that you would only be able to actually experience and get to come to that conclusion and get to that point while being alone, while literally being in a country and going, I don't know anybody here except for myself. And like that self-reliance and that growth that happens while, while literally being alone, I think is really, I think it's important. And I think it, uh, I think it makes you a better person, honestly. So what, what would you feel? Cause you've done quite a few solo trips what was the, the scariest moment and what was the most adventurous, like, yes, I did it moment? Um, I think probably the scariest moment that I have had in all of my travel was the night before I went on my first solo trip. I literally was in my bedroom crying, saying <laughs> that I wanted to cancel the whole thing. I was like, what wow. the fuck? Like, there's no way, yeah. there's no way. Like literally I had a, I had insurance on all of the stuff I had booked. And I case, was like, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm canceling all of it. I'm not going. What am I? No, no way. Um, that was probably the scariest moment. And I think probably the most, I guess, adventurous moment. I'm going to, I'm going to correlate this to what I consider to be um, the best day of my life. And oh. that was sitting on top of the Swiss Alps in Grindelwald, Switzerland. Just like literally, oh. I felt like I was on top of the world looking out over everything. That is so cool. I would <laughs> say actually Switzerland was one of my favorite moments too. Really? I did go to Switzerland. Yes, I went to Switzerland, I think once or twice. Um, married before kids yeah. and I would say Switzerland was one of my very favorite places probably I was the happiest there yeah that was my yeah. is it about time for break I'm not sure see we're yes. totally keeping it real because Amber's in charge and I can't I don't even have a clock this is how no. we're keeping it. let's roll into segment three 
Okay, we'll be right back. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. You know that's what she said. Come on, let's have some fun with the Bowtown Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now back to the show. Welcome back. It is Deb and Amber. We are talking about traveling and getting outside of our zone, our comfort zone. And I'm anxious just hearing Amber talk about how she gets outside of her comfort zone. So um, I am going to do another quote because I just think we should. Sometimes the hardest part of the journey is believing you are worth the trip. That is Glenn Beck. And I'm going to add one quick thing. I was watching... um, a travel adventure video um, on a Zoom last night with my cousin Lucy, and they were talking about doing um, a, um, a riverboat tour. And I'm thinking, mm. oh my gosh, this is gonna be so much money. And all the photos were so beautiful. I'm like, oh, I, it would be so cool to go with family or maybe by yourself, I don't know. But I thought, well, I can't afford that. Like, I, But I feel like I should like start saving money and take a trip that is totally outside my, my realm. Mm. Like this is a trip I would never be able to afford. I would never do and say, I'm going to do this. It's in two years or one year and I'm going to start saving. And even if I don't have it, I'm going to make it happen. Cause I really, like you said, I really feel like getting out of the comfort zone and going to, I mean, the place looks so beautiful. I could just see me being in heaven and taking photos and walking the streets. I love looking at your photos when you post, when you travel, because you just embrace each moment. When you're, when you're, in, I watch you enjoy the scenery, the landscape, the food, the culture, yeah. the flowers. I mean, you enjoy every moment. You're just not there just to take a trip. You mm-hmm. are there to feel the trip. And I, there's a difference. You can yeah. go on a trip and go through it. But you, my friend, when I watch you, you can tell your whole heart and soul is in every step you take. So that's a, a gift that you have, that you're able to do that. I'm glad that that's, that's that I can portray and convey that to you. You did. That makes me happy. Ah, you notice. You care. Well, that, that, that's why I'm saying <laughs> when I saw that video last night, it was like Amway, I'm not Amway, something water tours. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at it going, I want to be that person in the photo. I yeah. want to be walking on that path. Yeah, this this past trip, this uh, the Costa Rica trip, um, has by far been the most out of my out of my comfort zone, out of my realm that I've ever really? that I've ever been in. Um, Why is that? Yeah, well, uh, I was in a lot of areas where um, uh, with a not a lot of English speakers, so trying to um, trying to like figure that out. And this, like, yeah, the culture is very, very different. Um, like c- Central Central America is just very, very different than like the United States or um, like Europe. And something that I feel like is a really big takeaway for me on this trip is smiling is the universal language. Yeah. (laughs) I remember (laughs) there was, um, you know, I honestly think 
I, this is something that I've said before and I stick by it because it's what I've experienced in my travels. Um, the world hates Americans unless you're in a tourist destination and oh my, not being able to speak Spanish in, uh, in, in several situations on this trip, um, being, I encountered some really rude freaking people. Like uh, even people who did speak English, uh, I encountered some really rude freaking people. Um, and so I, I kind of was taking it personally. Like every time I had an experience with somebody who like you could tell they were annoyed because like I was American or, or not. I couldn't speak Spanish or understand what they were saying. Um, I kept I kept walking away from those moments feeling really down and I didn't want to feel down. So I was like, you know what? The next person that I try to talk to or like, you know, I have to figure something out. I'm just going to smile so <laughs> big and I'm going to be so friendly and so nice that they are going to have to be kind to me. <laughs> so, yeah, a smile is the universal language and goes so far. Oh, well, I, I mean, if you think about when we all had our masks, it totally took away our personalities. Yeah. I mean, think about that because I was in Burbank and I, I was um, at mess with my family. You know, I have my little cough thing that hopefully I'll figure it out soon. <laughs> I knew that if I coughed in a church setting, I would empty a church. So I put my mask on just in case. So if I had a little cough, I was being respectful of them. I remember then they asked us to take the gifts up and I'm like, I wish they could see me. I'm so excited, but you couldn't see me. Hopefully my eyes glowed, but it was so cool to be a part of the culture, to be asked to do this at, it's, you know, it's the church where I grew up, but it was nice to be there. But I felt like I have a mask on. They can't tell that I'm really happy to be here. I so know. I get that. So it makes a difference. I mean, you, with that smile, you're showing them, Hey, I'm here. And I love it here. Please help me. Yeah. <laughs> Please help me. No, no. But if you're really. grumpy, they're not going to want to help you if you're like, oh, help. They're going to say, who are you? But that's the right way to go about it. So it is the universal language is the smile. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just being like being in other places where the culture is different, you are going to like you just absorb so much more information and just like seeing how seeing how um people live their, their, like their daily life. Like I came back to the, to, I landed in San Francisco and oh. uh, just literally driving down the street and there being like street lights and signs that people oh. actually follow the laws was really, uh, Do they? <laughs> very grateful. I felt very grateful for that. <laughs> so when you're in another country, you don't find that. No, 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 no. Like, just this past, just this past trip specifically, like Costa Rica, the culture there, the culture in, Co in Costa Rica is probably the most um, different cultural um, culture that I've been around from my own, like uh, culture shock for sure. Um, it was very, very similar to um, the my time in Indonesia. Um, although oh, wow. I, found, I found the people, I found Indonesian people to be a lot more friendly than Costa Rican people. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I think I totally can see that. That's great though. I mean, I forgot you went there. So how many places since we're talking about different destinations? 
destinations. How many different destinations and what's the most unforgettable destination? Um, in general or, or just th this trip specifically? Well, I mean, no, I mean, like how many have you taken? You're, I mean, think about it. I've, I mean, I've taken Robbie two or three out of the country, but not solo trips or with more family trips. But, you know, where, where are some of the places you've been to? I just want to show the example of you've branched out. So yeah. what places have you got? So my first, my first big trip that I, that I did on my own um, is I went to Iceland. Um, that was really fun. Um, I have been uh, all over Mexico, um, Indonesia, Bali, uh, France, Paris, um, yeah, now Costa Rica, <laughs> Switzerland. That was amazing. Switzerland was my favorite. I think I said that already. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So that would that be your most unforgettable? Oh yes. You have like okay, that's the most unforgettable. Before you have the best. Before before Switzerland, my favorite trip was Iceland. And Switzerland just oh. blew me out of the freaking water. It was insane. Yeah. Okay, here's but another now, personal. What? Also, after my after my Costa Rica trip, I feel like I have been spoiled with European travel, like the like being able to get around Europe is so easy. And I'm like, OK, well, now I feel like I've like, you know, really traveled, you know, catching buses on the side of the freeway. Like, wow, I can't even imagine that. That's scary. I can't believe you did that. You should oh, see my friend Tiff. My friend Tiff has traveled all over like uh, um, Ecuador and Chile and all of those places just like trying to catch buses and stuff. She's the she's she's really out there. So I have a personal question. While yeah. you traveled and all these adventurous places, did you ever meet anybody special that you stayed connected with, girl or guy? Like Oh yeah. Many people, many, many people. Actually, this this past trip from Costa Rica, I probably have uh, like five or six new friends that I would say. I love that. It is so cool. Anybody real special? Just, you know, yeah. ever in the time? Nothing, nothing uh, that has ever, I don't know, maybe nothing too noteworthy. I'm also get a little reserved oh. and shy. I mm. can't believe you're ever shy. <laughs> yeah, I swear. I <laughs> what? I said I swear. No, I am. It's oh, all I thought you said. You don't want to know what I thought you said. Oh. Anyway, I I'm just saying I'm really I'm in awe of you, Amber. And I, there's so many young adults out there who have the courage and they're brave and they just they're adventurous. And I feel like we all should be a little bit more like you. Mm -hmm. oh, I just, appreciate that. I think it's what you were, what you asking about if I had met anyone. I think that's also one of the things that, that I have learned from traveling is, you know, we are more like meeting people with strangers. It's a real, or making friends with strangers is a really um, like exhilarating feeling. And it really brings you down to earth. And like, you know, you're, you have the together, we are one heart. And something that my mother always says is we are more alike than different. And I think that is something that I take away from from traveling quite often a lot. You know, I yeah, I agree. I have to say I love airports, love airports. I love to go two hours early. I love to go sit at the bar, have a glass of wine or even a coffee, whatever. And I love looking and picking people who I think would be interesting to sit next to. Mm. And I purposely like or if nobody's there, I look and think who's going to sit next to me. And I'm like, I always 
person and say, hey, are you coming home? Are you going? Yeah. Tell me about it. And people seem to either like, whoa, like, who are you? Or they embrace it. And I end up meeting a new friend. And I've met so many people sitting next to me on on the plane or that time for break. We have one final break. One more, yeah. Okay, we're going to go on a break. We'll come back. We'll continue the conversation. Now more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law Practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting LawyersForFamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. Ready to help from her toes to her head. Just give her a shout. Call about town, Deb. My town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It's our final segment. Amber, it goes too fast when you're on the show. I know. And I want to give a shout out. My mom, Grandma B, is so excited because you are one of her favorite co-hosts with me. Me? She goes, I love, she's like, my mom, I love Amber. I love the way she shares her stories and she's so wise. And I'm actually at Grandma B's apartment right now in like the little dining area, the kitchen's over here in Los Angeles. Hopefully you can see some palm trees behind me. I love palm trees. And this visit was also my birthday visit, but it was also for a um, celebration of life, memorial burial for Pauline, like an aunt and a best friend for like 50 years to my mom. So, you know, traveling to me, it seems like lately my travel has been for family to help them go through their life which, you know, we're going through boxes and we're looking at photos. And I, it was so cool because I, I, you know, I was a little stink pot and Pauline was always my disciplinarian. She would always be, don't do this. My mom was like, yay. She was like, really, she's amazing and fun. But Pauline was the disciplinarian if we'd go on a trip. So mm-hmm. I always thought, man, she's a toughie, but she's so good. I mean, you know, she just was strict but in a good way. So mm-hmm. I'm looking through so I'm like, here's a photo of me. Here's this of me. Oh, that's so this. fun. So I, I actually, that was just before the show. I was thinking, did she even like me? <laughs> I knew she did. But then I, there was, I wish I had the photos right here. There was two photos. There was a photo of me before I went to Terry and Tony's and I would look like a little rug rat and, you know, like, this and then Terry and Tony liked to get my hair done so the next photo Pauline is like holding me in her lap and I had my hair done like at a salon at age seven so mm-hmm. I had the poofy with the bangs was, that's adorable I, smelled, I, I really I wish I know I, I may just I'm gonna look hold on I gotta show you I gotta yes show you. I really want I here really want to here we go okay can we see this uh-huh can you see that I'm gonna hold it still okay I'm in the middle Oh my gosh, you're cute. Now here we go. 
a few months later. Oh, wow. Put it over a little bit more. Put it over. Yeah, there you go. This way? (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So can you see the hair? The difference? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what child got their hair done at that age like that, but I always. You look like a little housewife. I look like what? A little housewife. A little miniature. I think I looked like Harriet of Ozzy and Harriet. I don't know what that that is. is. Mm. <laughs> or, or leave it to Beaver's mom. I don't know. Like as a seven-year-old, look. Anyway, I'm just saying it was been really cool though to see these photos and to know that as a child, you know, just to see that I was loved. I mean, I know I was loved, but to see those memories was really cool. So my travel lately has been traveling back in time with family memories, remembering and helping celebrate their lives. Because I seem to be the one that does all the celebrating, the writing, and the memories, and the obituaries, and all that. So today, it's been a really cool trip to go through memory lane. So that is why I'm here, and that is my trip. But I would love you to finish some of your thoughts on travel for the show. I think think at the end of the day is... uh, you know, ever since I was little, I've definitely grown up with the idea of um, experiences over material. So like, um, you know, like experiences over possessions or like, uh, you know, being able to um, not put an emphasis on like the material things, which obviously I love. I like material things, too. Like I like to have nice things, um, but I I spend my money on, on plane tickets and like. Okay. I, I, yeah. OK, well, I did not know you were going to say that. And here's the final quote. I oh, my gosh. Have stories to tell, not stuff to show. Yes. Uh, look how connected we are. I have goosebumps. Because you do when I, so this is how connected. I was emailing Amber to just throw some topics out the same time she texted me her topic. How cool is that? And it was about travel. And I was looking up quotes on travel, not knowing she was going to say what she said and mom went with her. So, okay, continue. I'll just keep it real. I love that. That makes me so happy. But yeah, to enjoy Enjoy those the moments in your life over the possessions and, you know, uh, find finding beauty in those small moments. And I feel like I've done the touristy crap. I've went to the to the Eiffel Tower and, and did that. But I think I think the, the parts of traveling that I find and I get the most out of are are the, the little the little moments, you know, walking down, walking down the street and seeing a family celebrating a girl's birthday and being able to just stand and watch and seeing these people bring this cake out to her, singing her happy birthday in Spanish and just thinking about like, wow, this is like a moment in her life. Like it was in, in Costa Rica. I was walking through one of the neighborhoods and I saw literally this happening and it was her 22nd birthday. There was a little tutu oh. in the cake and I was just walking through like the residential in this very like touristy town in, in the jungle. And um, you could tell that like this area that I was walking in, like a lot of travelers, like it was, it wasn't on the main drag of like the little town, but it was like on the outskirts through where like the people, the locals who, who work and run that town, it's where they live. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just this family, like bringing this cake out, singing her happy birthday. And I'm like, that's a moment for her in her life. Like this is her 22nd birthday. And like being able to witness that moment 
was really was really crazy and like it like it brought it literally brought me to tears and and I walked down the street a little bit more and there was um a mom with a little kitty play pool like on their patio and her little babies were playing in it and like the family was sitting outside and like the dad was in his work clothes probably after like a long day of work just like enjoying watching his kids play in this little pool and it's like you know this is on the other side of the world and yet like these people are just living their life and like that's what you do and like we're over here every day living our lives and we truly are all one in the same. I agree. That's our together we're one heart. Right. And speaking of that, I have a necklace that my mom got me. It's a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. it just was pretty special. She knows I have together we're one heart. And we shared a heartbeat, you know, before when I was inside her tummy. So yeah. it's kind of cool that I'm wearing this. I'm hoping that she'll just pop in and give a wave. Will you do that? Will you do- She's oh, going to do it. Let's okay. see. going to pop in. So you get to meet Grandma B. Yes. She's going to. There's Amber. Hi, Hi Amber. Hi. <laughs> I told Amber how much you love when she's on the show. I do. I love you. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to bless so is there, is there, is there you. Is there any words of wisdom you want to share with us right now? No, I can't think of any. Well, do you want to say anything that, like, I don't know. Something fun. You put her on the spot, Deb. I put her on the spot. I do that to Amber all the time, but she just pops right in with something. No, I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, I'm just grateful to be here with you. Thank you. Okay. I know you are. Me too. Okay. There we go. See, I'm sharing a little bit. At the beginning of the show, um, I quickly texted my friend Tiff, the the, uh, Uh girl that I went to Costa Rica uh, to visit. Um, and she's been studying abroad for the past six months and backpacking in Patagonia and, and all those things. And, um, I asked her, I said, off the cuff, what has travel taught you? Like, okay. And she said, she says, it's brought me the understanding that no matter what I do, I know I can figure it out. And then she also said, it has humanized the world for me and showed me how similar humans really are. So like wow. very, a very, very similar takeaway. That is pretty. I, so I think you need to write that down and put that. That's a, that's a really good quote. The first part, especially, mm-hmm. I think that we all have those quotes inside of us and we say things and we don't realize it. But I think if somebody says something, we should probably like repeat it on our recorder on our phone, because sometimes those are the, the best things when you just, this comes out of your heart and it helps yeah. us remember that we are together and that we need to love and be kind and have grace with each other. So you lose traveling with liberation. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to share while we're here? I'm sure it's getting towards the end. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Another thing that I feel like you learn while, while traveling is you learn how to be street smart. You know, you don't oh. you, you kind of <laughs> have to, uh, you kind of got to be quick with it. <laughs> Uh, it's a skill. It's a skill. See, but I know it's a skill. If you solo traveled, if you so, if you went and solo traveled and, and and put your put yourself out of the comfort zone and did it scared and was afraid and in those moments, you would no longer feel as much that way. I don't want to say you would no longer feel that way at all because you still do get scared, but you would you would it it really opens a lot of doors. So, where would you say for somebody like me would be a good first adventure? Anywhere, anywhere in Europe, any big city. Just, in Europe. 
you're saying that's a good first adventure, not like going to San Diego? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. So I would say, I would say pick pick a city, pick pick a city, even in the United States. It could be San Francisco. New York. It could be New York. Yeah. yeah. New York. That's like you could take JetBlue from Reno to New York. Oh yeah. There you go. Pick a city and just do it scared. That's what I think. Uh, oh, but then I okay. You at least get help on where to stay, don't you? You at least yeah. Google that. You show up without a room, do you? Mm, you would. both. <laughs> you could do either or. Maybe you have the first few nights booked and then you kind of, you know, go from there. See, but I don't know if you would want to do the hostel thing. Also, I think our show is over in 30 seconds. Oh, it's at 30 seconds. So we're going to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody out there. Love, be kind, have grace, and travel about and know together for one heart. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, Deb. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.